0: No ketchup. No ketchup. ketchup,
1: What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick, the quick with me. You see him in the box. Yes, sir. NFL Week Four. Bears. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe. Bears coming back to Chicago. Foles making his debut in Chicago. No fans. But first, you know we got to talk NBA Finals. The Heat are in trouble, my G. It's looking. Very, very ugly for those boys. Dragic goes down, Bam goes down. So we're gonna talk NBA Finals first. Then we got some NBA news we want to cover off. KD and Kyrie had a podcast, and Kyrie Irving was being Kyrie Irving. You know, he was ha- he cannot not stir stuff up. He cannot not, not he can't. stir it up.
0: And then, and then and then and then he looks around like what 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 me no never.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> he cannot stir it up. We're going to talk Kyrie uh his comments on the podcast Doc Rivers to Philly. How do we feel? Um it seems very lame duckish. Uh we'll That's, talk I'm, about that. We'll, we'll talk, talk about we it. we talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. Uh so Doc to Philly um We'll close it on some MLB baseball. You see me and this was not planned. Me and me and Nick got the the Cubs and White Sox hats on. Um, big game for the Cubs today. The the Sox got knocked out, but I'm gonna tell you why y'all should be ecstatic about what's going on on the South Side. I don't even this. I would if I was a Sox fan, I would be delighted.
0: When we get back for commercial, here
1: on Get Up. <laughs> Make sure you lock in. Yes, you know said. Big Nick the Quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. My G, they uh, – First was... up, we
0: we, we got to give the people what they need today. Yeah. I just wanna, I, let me say this real quick. I know it's been a wild week. It's, yeah. been, a, it's been a wild week. Got wilder last night. Hey, <laughs> it's going to be wild times going forward. We ain't here for the politics or none of that, but hey. just uh, it's going to be a wild week, so strap in, and we're we'll going to give you all some laughs today.
1: I, hopefully. I <laughs> Yo, look, I know I said 7.30, G. <laughs> Trump getting covid and Melania getting covid pushed me back about 20 minutes this morning. Had to. I didn't catch it till this morning when I woke up, hopped on uh hopped on picked the phone up, hopped on Twitter, you know, the the usual. And uh yeah, I'm gonna tell you this, G. If it uh if it happens to to take well, first off, I ain't gonna wish death upon nobody, but you when you don't take it seriously, you get it? <clears throat> This is how it goes, right? And I'm gonna tell you this: if he passes and Melania gets through, she gonna have a new boyfriend in six weeks, ten minutes tops. Ten minutes. <laughs> Melania gonna have a new boyfriend as soon as she packs up her shit and gets out of the White House.
0: She gonna marry the Mar-a-Lago pool boy. <laughs> I'm doing that. i doing that, Rico. <laughs>
1: Dude, we were clouded about like who it would be, and uh my cousin said that, "Oh yeah, she rocking with uh my man's the Kentucky, the Kentucky AG, the black oh, name. oh, uh, uh, buddy."
0: Now he's yeah. already, got his, he already got his fiance, yeah, Daniel, yeah, whatever yeah.
1: his name is. I'm like, no, nah, you're not thinking big enough. She gonna nah. show up with somebody like Dennis Rodman. Rodman, <laughs> <laughs> Rodman gonna be." Girl, <laughs> <laughs> rather gonna be out with Melania talking shit. Dude, so, she, she's hoping and praying. Trust me. Hey man, real quick. So, do you know what happens if he passes? And does the the do the Republicans just get it? Make a new nominee? Nominate someone else? and gather and get someone else? Or how does I mean, that work? I,
0: I'd assume they'd make it Mike Pence? I don't know how you could you can't just throw somebody out there. So I bet you Pence yeah. would probably elevate, and then he has to find a a running mate. Maybe Pence Pence McConnell. We <laughs> really, yeah, so I don't know, man. It's all look, bro. Nothing, nothing is certain. Whatever answer there usually would be to that question, it's not going to be the answer because he's not going to go down without a yeah. fight. This nice. dude wasn't leaving office to begin with, so he's definitely ain't leaving now. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see, bro. He's gonna be like, Yeah, come get me. Yeah, man, got COVID. I, Y'all gotta have to come physically remove me. <laughs>
1: They thought it was a game, bro. Now look, it's not a game, man. It's not a game, it's not a game at all. So yeah. uh, enough of that. Enough of that bullshit. Yes. Stay tuned on mm-hmm. that. Let's get straight to it. NBA Finals talk. Heat in trouble. Yeah. Um, hate to see it. Listen, I, they might have been in trouble before the injuries, but now they're really in trouble.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Dragic is out, Drag—I mean, Dragic is out. He's not yeah, coming Dragic back. Dragic is out. Yeah. Um. That's tough, man. Yeah, like you said, they were in trouble to begin with. I mean, you look at that game the other day. It started off looking very promising. It's like, oh, look at this. That that little LeBron AD pick and roll. Miami has the answer for it, right? Though Jimmy on LeBron, um, Jimmy can switch on to AD. Jimmy can switch on to Dwight. You know, he can play D like that. And they gave him some problems for about five minutes. (laughs) <laughs> then, then then rajon rondo came in and said okay enough of this let me he let me said, set the table let me set the table let me get the offense flowing in the right direction and from there it was a wrap i mean again you know you can look at his numbers at the end of the game they weren't crazy but if you watch the game as soon as rondo came in and was able to get them into their offense and then also set the tone defensively too um it was a wrap
1: rondo, had no answer man controlled the tempo I've been screaming on the. I've been man. I love Rondo. I say it every time I get a chance. That's my guy. He he knows how to play point guard in the NBA. And Smart. hey, and if you want to say it or not, he's been shooting that thing for a couple years now. It's a lot better.
0: Yeah, way better.
1: It's a lot better. Yeah. Like you just can't. There there was a time where you could stand on the block when he had the ball out on the wing, and it was just like this is he he with us. It was a classic yeah. heat with us. He, he yeah. with us, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's not like that anymore. Um, Rondo's making a big impact. Um, like you said, I think things were working. The Heat were looking like the Heat early, and the Lakers imposed the size. Dwight Howard has been an issue. Yep, they look. So, I, we all knew they were bigger than the Heat, right? Uh, and going into the going into the game, I picked Lakers and seven. I thought the he would be able to, in big-time moments, do what the Heat had been doing all playoffs. But they looked massive. The Lakers looked huge yeah, on the glass. And I think that was a big thing going in was, are they uh, is Miami going to be able to rebound with these dudes? And then now with Bam being banged up, they say he's going to go in game two, but he's hobbled. Yeah. Um,
0: which means, have, which, means, which means you're gonna have which means which means are gonna have Kelly O'Linick and or Myers Leonard getting caught up in picking rolls with LeBron and AD. And that's just hey look, man, I appreciate Kelly O'Linick and his contributions to the to the basketball world, but he's not he's not able he to zero bad. part of that. Zero part of that. So I think, yeah, they're in big trouble, man. Bam was such a key, uh, not only what they want to do offensively, but like we're talking about defensively. I mean, he's such a good defender. He can guard, you know, realistically two through five. So all the switching that they need to do um you know as far as their zone d he's he's such an important part to that and without him and he was again he was already in trouble because they have so much size and with that they have so much talent with that size right it's not like ad is just a big dude who can't do anything um dwight you know we give him a lot of shit but dwight howard could still give you in spurts really 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 good minutes he plays hard he rebounds he's athleticism you have to pay attention to him mcgee runs the floor you know i mean that's what he's been doing for 15 years in the nba um, and LeBron's a big, I mean, let's not, let's not act like LeBron is a 6'8, 260 pounds, right. And go anywhere he wants to on the floor, LeBron um, is
1: anything you want
0: is anything you want him to be. And then you add that into, for whatever reason, you got these, these KCP characters and all these guys, it's just green light, man. Go ahead and shoot your threes. And if the Lakers are hidden threes, if KCP is hidden shots, if Kyle Kuzma is hidden shots, if they even threw Quinn cook in there, he starts hitting shots. And we've seen Quinn cook hit big playoff shots. Um, it's a problem. What are you going to do if the other guys are getting buckets in addition to LeBron and AD going off? What are you going to do? And LeBron didn't even have his best offensive game. You know, that's coming. I told you the Danny green moment is coming. Uh, yeah, it, it's looking real bad for them, man, especially with the injuries. And Jimmy's banged up a little bit too. You probably won't even see Jimmy pop up on the report because he's not going to sit up there and tell you, but you know, he was banged up too, man. So if they, if they're going to be dealing with all these injuries and already, at a disadvantage playing against this Lakers squad, man. It's it's going to be tough for them. Um, Again, it's still early. The Miami Heat have shown that they are the first or second best team in the playoffs since the bubble's gone on, so I still have some faith in them. I'm not going to count them out after one game and be like, it's over with, but, man, if these injuries start to pile up, um, I don't really know what they're going to do. So we'll see. Uh, We'll see. We might have lost Sean over here, man, so we'll give him a second to get back on. (laughs) This so Lakers talk was a little bit too spicy for him, so he had to drop off. As far as what I'm looking for in game two, man, I think the Heat need to come out. They need to impose their will. They need to not be scared. If you think if you look at the second half of that game, when the Heat came out in the third quarter, they just didn't look like they had it. They looked like they were defeated, which is something you really haven't seen from this Miami Heat team. Um, You know, they've played hard throughout the playoffs. And it just looked like they were scared of the Lakers come the third quarter, which again is something that you're not used to seeing from this team. A lot of that could have to do with the injuries and just the fact that they just got smacked around in the second quarter. But when you look at it, man, they just, they gotta, they gotta do something neutralize that size. And I don't know if they have it on their roster to, to do that. So bam is listed as doubtful. Um, So man, if bam doesn't play, go ahead and go to the window put it all on the Lakers. Um, I don't care what the lines are going to be because if Bam doesn't play and there's no Dragic and you got a 75% Jimmy Butler, I really don't know what Miami's going to be able to do to stop them on the defensive end because LeBron and AD are just going to have their way again. If you don't have anybody to stop AD in that pick and roll, um, he's just going to go off for 40 again. And I've been saying the entire time, the entire playoffs, the entire year, the key to everything that they want to do is Anthony Davis. The Heat got no answer for Anthony Davis. The NBA has no answer for Anthony Davis. Um, and we said it, man. We said it. LeBron is the best player on the squad, but Anthony Davis is the most important because he's just a matchup nightmare for the entire league. Looks like we got Sean back on.
1: I'm back. Good looking, back. bro. Yes, sir. Man, yo, my shit just crashed out yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole it
0: computer. Ha- it keeps happening, man. I, yeah. you know, I tried, to, I tried to keep it going until I realized I wasn't talking to anybody, but we're here. Um yeah, no, but I was good. just saying, man. um is listed as doubtful, but you're saying that he's saying he's going to play, and they're going to try to give yeah, him a go. Yeah, they're
1: they're saying that he's leaning. They're leaning. He's going to play. You know, you know how it is. Like, yeah. I'll, I I can go. I'll go. Um, we left it. We were talking about what well, just the the impact of AD LeBron. Did you touch on? Let me t- like, let me ask you this. So, I know it's early. I know it's still game one, but if AD keeps up this pace. He's he's the he's the, NF, he's the Finals MVP, correct? Absolutely. Or does it go to defa- does it go to LeBron just off off the strength?
0: <clears throat> I mean, if they feel bad about not giving him the regular season MVP because he, he talked about it so much, maybe, but if if AD is coming out and he averages 36 and 13 in the NBA Finals in three blocks, there's no way he's not getting the Finals MVP. Yeah, one of the things I was saying was that if they, if, especially with no bam Right. If Bam is hurt or hobbled or gets hurt and can't play the rest of the game or comes out and is 50-60 percent, is just gonna do his thing. And the Lakers know that, man. LeBron has no problem sitting back and getting 17 assists and just feeding AD all day. I don't think LeBron is here to score. He doesn't really care. He's I, I said it the other day. He's here for one reason and one reason only, and that's to get this chip. And I don't they, think he gives a damn.
1: But I'll say this, bro. There's never been a time where Jordan went to the finals and in- And didn't wasn't the finals MVP like that's that was not a discussion. Isn't that kind of a knock? No. Why
0: are we Why are we doing this? You don't want to do this. Why are we doing this? I mean, it is a knock. It is not. It's not a knock. It's not like LeBron played bad in the finals. He's playing. It's
1: not about paying bad, but you're not the best player on your team in the finals.
0: Okay, Anthony Davis is the third or fourth best player in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that.
0: So, I mean, he's gonna go off, and and the key to them to what what would be the smarter play? LeBron going out there and trying to win Finals MVP, or feeding it to AD for forty a night?
1: I man, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear that. LeBron, I've already told
0: these people listen, that. Still listen, oh, go ahead.
1: No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, listen, these LeBron's people. never gonna be better than Mike for me. So, like, I just try to, you know. And I we've established to, that. The, the that long, are gonna long, be there.
0: And we established that a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we know where we are on this. But like for me again, man, we talked about this during the last dance. Like pro LeBron is an anti Mike pro Mike is an anti LeBron. They're two different people. Mike's the greatest ever. LeBron's the second best ever. If you look at career from start to end, LeBron has had the best career possibly of any athlete we ever know. I mean, no one else has had, you know, going on 18 years of dominance and winning. And always competing and always in the championships. But as far as that spurt of the 10 to 12 years that we had, Mike, yeah, Mike's the best. We've already we just saw 10 hours on why Michael Jordan's the best player to ever play the game. We don't need to we don't need to discuss it again. But man, let's you can still like LeBron. You can like both.
1: Oh, yeah. No and doubt. And there's LeBron. so many people
0: that are scared to be like, Oh yeah, LeBron, because it's like an anti-Mike or an anti-Kobe thing. And it's like, come on, man. Like, yeah. was Hoopers all over.
1: Let me ask you this. So with Dragic going down, the the Lakers are almost a ten point favorite tonight, minus nine and a half. Are can Spo not make any adjustments? Can Spo not see what's going to happen? And because you know, if people see Game One and it's like this is a sweep, it's a wrap. No Dragic, Bams banged up. Um, but Jimmy was going crazy early. He finished the game at twenty three. Um, He's gonna show up. Yeah. Could I mean could a could a 30-point game from from Jimmy and then help from everybody else get them back in the series? Or can Spo not make adjustments? Or is this shit already because I'm already seeing the narrative that this is a free chip for the Lakers. They didn't play the one, two, or three seed. They're playing the five in the finals. Dragic goes down. Or I mean, can can the can Miami still get back in this? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that they can if they have. It, it's all about the injuries. So that is one thing. things I said, man, like if all these guys are out and they're not coming back, just go ahead and take the Lakers to the bank. You know, what I mean, if there's no Bam, if Jimmy is playing at seventy percent and we find out that he's hobbled and he doesn't look like himself tonight, or you'll you'll see everything you need to see tonight. You know, if those if Jimmy looks hobbled, if Bam looks hobbled or gets re injured. You'll see everything you need to see. I'm not worried about Sposter's ability to make adjustments because I think that we have seen that Eric Sposter is a really, really, really good, if not one of the you know, top two or three coaches in the NBA. But man, there's only so much coaching you can do when you don't have your guys. And yeah. you're talking about going against LeBron and AD. You know what I mean? It's just a different beast. Yo, as far as the narrative of a free chip, look, Miami had to beat all those guys to get where they are, they had to beat Milwaukee and Boston. They did not have an easy road to get to where they are. So yeah. if you still don't think Miami's a really good team, then you're crazy. Right? Number two, and talking about the Lakers, hey, it's not their fault the Clippers shit the bed. All you can do is go to the playoffs and play who you need to play and win. I hate that. You play your schedule, man. It's like the I same mean, thing with other schedule's been soft. It's like, no, they lined them up. We knocked them down. I can't yeah. do anything else. I can't go play someone else because yeah. it's going to make you happy.
1: It's crazy because <clears> – <throat> It's going to look like they're going to go, what, five, five, and five? Something like that. Yeah. So, what do you want them to do? Yeah, no, it'll, it'll, hey, man, it'll look like an impressive championship. And these have been the two best teams in
0: the playoffs. Like, hands down, you can't tell me that Miami hasn't been the best team in the East. You can't tell me that the Lakers weren't the best team in the West. Yeah, no. That's it. What more do you want? I mean, again, man, these narratives, these Twitter takes, these folks need to chill.
1: This is Jimmy Butler post game. We've just got to be tougher, Butler said. We've got to put up more of a fight. I don't think we we did that, and then it doesn't help whenever we don't make shots. It's been that way all year long. Whenever we start whenever we start to miss a couple shots, we don't do what we're supposed to do on the other end. That's Jimmy Butler. Um,
0: hey, I talked about that while you were gone. They came out in the third quarter and got – after they got smacked around the second, they came out in the third quarter and looked lifeless, and which you, got, don't see, you don't see they, from Miami, and they got
1: pummeled. Hey, and I'm gonna tell you this the Lakers are not the Celtics and they will bury you. Bury if you, you come out like that. The Celtics, every time, if you watch that series, every, this is a great point. Every time you every time you saw the Heat go on a little a lull where they just couldn't hit anything, and all of a sudden the Celtics never capitalized no. ever. They and never they they did anything. Out. They, they just come
0: down and fire bad threes and yeah, turn yeah, the ball they over. They would
1: just come down, turn the ball over, and let Miami get some confidence back and do their thing. They never capitalized on that. The,
0: the Lakers know exactly what they want to do. Um, which is funny. I was thinking about this the other day. Has there ever been a coach? I don't even hear his name during the broadcast. Has there ever been a coach that got less credit than uh, Frank Vogel? Like <laughs> you don't even hear his I like you don't even think about him, they don't even cut to him on the sideline. Like yeah. he gets zero pump. Yeah, you so want to no. talk about a zero uh, a championship that won't be respected? Like Frank Bogle. yeah, he gets he gets no love on the on the coaching tip.
1: Yeah, it's tough to get a lot of love when LeBron's on your team as a coach. Honestly, you kind of de facto get Tyloo still lot getting of, interviews. Yeah, but he doesn't have a job. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> LeBron can get you fired, like yeah, we've David Blatt. Yeah, yeah, right. So like the coach is never going to get. A ton, a ton of credit. Even Spo, when he was in Miami, wasn't getting tons of credit like he is now. And and Spo yeah. was a good coach then. Because so, he's kept the thing afloat. Yeah. yeah, it's tough to get a lot of credit when when LeBron's out there running around. And, I just feel like
0: Vogel's at the furthest end of that. Like he doesn't. Yeah, I, literally, not, I couldn't tell you like, last time I heard his name in a broadcast.
1: He's like in Blatland No doubt. It's like
0: it's like oh, LeBron just made
1: a substitution. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Remember, Cleveland when he was summing himself time out.
1: out. <laughs> out LeBron James. I saw him saw himself in and, <laughs> in game 1. Yeah. And by the way, he was playing with a minute 30 left the other night. I don't yeah, know. I don't it.
0: understand what he was doing in the fourth yeah. quarter with these guys. Cuz the Lakers one thing that cannot happen, the Lakers cannot afford an injury at all. They do not have the depth.
1: Well, they can afford an injury if it's not to LeBron yeah, it's and KCP. Yeah. So and and their role players, we didn't even touch that. They they were going crazy too. Yeah. Oh, uh, so we'll see game 2 tonight. Uh, 8 p.m. Central. Shout out that's my people on the East Coast staying up. Nine and watch a half. That shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's whack. Um, you said nine and a half points. Nine and a half. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot of points, man. I don't know. It didn't look like a lot last other night, though. They no, were. Uh, no, no, you could Oh my gosh! It they did were towards the end. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, it was a bloodbath. It was crazy. Let's move over to a let's move over to KD and Kyrie and Doc. Rivers,
0: two guys I never want to hear talk for three
1: hours again. Kyrie, (laughs) KD did a just started the podcast had the boy Kyrie Irving on, and before we get into this, I want to be clear on where I stand with Kyrie Irving. (sighs) Really good point guard, I think a little overrated. Honestly, he's always talked about in like the one, two, or three slot of point guards in the NBA, and I don't think he's there. Kenny Hoop, yes. Is his handle insane? Yes. Uh, Talent
0: talent level times Talent
1: level elite. Amazing
0: finisher, amazing ball handler, elite shooter.
1: Yes, all that. Crunch time, he's showed that he can, you know, hit shots when it gets tight. An absolute nuisance. Off the court, an absolute nuisance, and
0: not in like a. I think you gotta clarify, not in like a,
1: not in like a again a a bad guy way. <laughs> yeah, like just... like uh, he he just is who he is, and he's a nuisance he's in the media. Oil and water. He doesn't go with the flow. Is not in his repertoire. He he likes to stir it up. He's not afraid to speak his mind. He he tends to get out in front of his skis a little bit, per se. He'll say stuff, realize that, maybe man, maybe I shouldn't have said that, and he'll go back on it. I think he's really honest. That's what I'll say. He says what he feels, and um, I, I can't be mad at that, but sometimes the takes are extremely hot.
0: I think he is one of those people. He's a smart guy, um, but he's one of those people who loves the sound of his own voice. And loves when you ask him his opinion on a topic so that he can go on and on and on and show you how smart he is. And look, man, we're not saying that. You and I, I think we both established this. We're not like, yo, know, you always got to go with the grain and you got to be a company man and you got to fall in line. Never, and yes, ma'- yes, ma'am, no, sir. But look, man, you you are an employee, right? You are, you know, you have a role, you have a responsibility. And I think what he did in Boston from everything that we've heard is just being an asshole for the sake of being an asshole. It's one thing to like question things. It's another thing to not take your hat off at a photo shoot. You know what I mean? Like you could imagine, like, I-, I could just picture after listening to that podcast yesterday, I could a hundred percent picture that playing out and all the guys just sitting around ready to take this damn photo that no one wants to take. And Kyrie going on for an hour about how he wants to keep his hat on. And he doesn't understand why he can't keep his hat on. And he's trying to break the mold by keeping his hat. You know what I mean? Like everything right. is like, So I don't like people who try to speak to you as if they are on some elevated level at which you could only hope to attain. You know what I mean? It's one thing about being intelligent. It's one thing about being knowledgeable. That's all fine, man. And like, educate me, teach me, talk to me. That's fine. But when you talk about it, like the dude asked him like a simple question, like, hey, man, you know, the fans see a lot of you in the media. We see you. But like, what is Kyrie like off the court? And instead of being like, yo, I'm a chill dude. I don't really go out too tough. I kick it at home. It's like, I'm in a different place in my life now where you guys have seen me when I was younger. (laughs) I I might've had different brand partnerships, but now I just really enjoy time with my family. And it's just like, dude, shut up, bro. The simple answer is, yo, I'm a chill dude. I kick it at home with my family. I don't need too much. It was almost just like, no, I have now grown beyond the regular NBA lifestyle. And now I'm some elevated family man who has fireside chats with my uncle about, fucking who knows. You know what I mean? It's just like, what are you talking about, bro? Like don't don't try to flex on us. You know what I mean? I don't like the intellectual flexers, bro. He's an intellectual flexer. Um, we're all smart. I can use big words and shit too, but like come on, bro. Like he's just trying to flex, man, and I don't, don't know, I don't like know. it. I, could, also, I know I've been around Kyrie Irving's before, and they are like the number one people that get under my skin.
1: Yeah. I think this is the thing as well when you're the point guard and they just went and got you. Talking about Boston, you're the face of the franchise, and you're coming into a to a place where there's a lot of other young talent, and they kind of had an and they were had an established base already. I'm not saying conform to to anything, but you got to be a leader through and through if you want these people to buy into you and what you're about. Yeah. And then, on top of that, you have to realize that you're injured a ton. So, like, the, the on top of being the intellectual, high-level, I'm better than you, Kyrie, he makes comments about how – he's making comments about his teammates. And he's going on and on about all this. And, and people are looking at him like, bro, you're not even playing. Yeah. And,
0: and when you do you play, play, you only play – on. Half the, one one half of the floor.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: He's not out here. not out there like putting in a shit. He's not Jimmy Butler where it's like, yo, this guy leaves it on them. You know what I mean? Like,
1: exactly. So, yeah, it's, bro. yeah th- this guy is too much for me. Honestly, way too much. That's really what it comes down to. It's like, hold on. So this guy's a super intellectual. He comes in here, tells us how we should do things. Then he gets hurt. He never plays. And then when he does play, he takes all the shots on offense. Doesn't want to share the rock then doesn't play any defense, and then has some shit to say when something's not going right. No nah, man, get this guy out of here, well, right?
0: And then and then probably carries himself like he's – you know, he's an NBA champion. Like, we get it for sure. But, like, you know some of those dudes in that Boston locker room were like, yeah, bro, you, you played with Bron. There's a, a lot of those. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right, it's a lot right. of those walking around saying they got that chip because of Bron and, like, it's all good and everything. But I just – again, man, yeah, you said it. Like, listening to him, I I, I could not deal with – I could see – I've been around people like that before and they would be the worst type of teammate to have because little things that you just have to do are always going to be an ordeal. Like Again, going back to that story about not taking his hat off during the team photo, after listening to that podcast, I could 100% see it happening. I could see him trying to explain why he needs to keep it on, why, why he shouldn't to have to take it off. Yeah, what, what are we yeah. trying to do? I mean, just because everybody's always taking photos without their hat, I want to keep my on. And the other 12 guys are sitting there like this fucking guy, man. We just want to go back to the hotel. Right. You know what I mean? And like I so you take that out to a whole season and all the different behind the scenes things that happen, whether it be in practice, like you said, he's the point guard, so he's the one that's you know leading the practices. You're dealing with his bullshit all the time. He's not healthy, he doesn't have that respect of a champion like a, a, a Kawhi or one of those dudes where they walk in, it's like yo, you were the number one guy. Absolutely, Kyrie made some of the biggest plays down that um game seven. We talk about all the time. That one of the biggest shots in NBA finals history, but big shot dudes. Man. Dudes ain't looking at you like that, bro. They're looking at you as a number two, right? Not a guy who can lead his own championship team. And then off the court, you're a fucking weirdo, which is cool. Be different, but stop telling us about how different you are. Stop making different, like, this thing. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, listening to him, and I'm just like, it's different. Like, I think KD's just corny, but it's like, yeah. whatever. I could play ball with him. He seems like he just kind of stays in his lane. Yeah, Kyrie I is just... You can say, you know, there's days... You, he's probably one of those dudes you have to look at him when he walks in, in the morning and you know what type of day you're going to get from him.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And those here's,
0: people, like, so improducti- un- unpredictable.
1: Yeah, here's the quote from... <laughs> uh, here's the quote from one of the quotes from the Kyrie Katie pod. Shit, yeah,
0: it's three hours long.
1: Yeah, and I quote, "Oh, This is the first... This is Kyrie Irving. This is the first time in my career I can look down and be like, that motherfucker can make that shot too. So then... That, that really raised my eyebrows, by the way. And then, obviously, it caught a lot of flack because people were like, yo, he's taking shots at LeBron. And then this was Kyrie's response to people talking about that quote.
2: Why must it always be brother against brother? Why? If I'm addressing anyone, I'll say their name. Come on, y'all. Don't listen to the false narratives. Let people live their lives. It's just a game talk about the art talk about the sport you talk openly you talk freely but because we live in a click-based society it becomes something bigger you don't have to defend it that's just what media is it's entertainment i'm not gonna let it put me against anybody anymore at any point because that's not what it's about we talk freely openly and that's our society say how you feel don't have to put me against anyone else it's never been about that it's about the love peace wow (laughs) i I didn't
0: I, i wasn't talking about him but i was talking freely and openly allow me to talk freely and openly but i wasn't talking about lebron james the media is the the evil i want to live my life but i was talking freely and openly
1: it's about basketball it's about the art the art it's all it's all love
0: what are you talking, dude? Seriously, bro. Like this Amen. guy is unbelievable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Truly, though, because if you if you come out and and you say, "I now have a guy on my team talking about KD that can hit the, like can hit shots like me," there's only one person you are talking about. Yes, you're not talking about. Uh, you're not talking about. J.R. Smith. You're not talking about Kevin who, Love. You're not talking about Kevin Love. You're not talking about Tristan Thompson. You're not talking about anybody on the Celtics because you didn't do shit for the Celtics and didn't play. They're better without you. They're better without you. But like, so who who who, who else could you be talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's a hundred percent a shot at LeBron. And let me and and let's talk about this for a second. Kyrie does not rock with LeBron, like through and through. I think he he proved that when he left and was like, "I got to get away from this guy. I don't really love this dude."
0: Which I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't
1: blame him for that. I think LeBron
0: is a lot to deal with. Yeah,
1: but that's fine. Like, yeah, LeBron wants to win. He's a lot to deal with. Like Kobe was a lot to deal with. Yeah, so that's fine, right? So he he, I think he showed his cards there. He's like, "I'm out of here. I don't want to deal with this dude." Then, I think. It came over him that, like, man, a lot of the stuff LeBron was trying to teach me and tell me was right. So he came out and apologized, like, "Yeah, I called LeBron, told him, like, yeah, yeah, yeah." He LeBron goes, was probably
0: man. like, "Why is this for
1: to call?" He still, he still doesn't, <laughs> he still doesn't fuck with LeBron. And no. I'm gonna tell you this: a lot of people in the league are very fortunate that LeBron James is not petty. Because he never addresses any of this shit. Yeah. He could come out and be like, yo, Kyrie without me is a bum. He hasn't done shit since I, he left me. He didn't do shit before I got back to Cleveland. Like, right. A lot of people in the league comment on LeBron, and they're so lucky that he's not petty because he could really fire up some takes on, some of, these, on some of these dudes that, that speak on his name. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Can, That's a good he, point. Yeah, and he could easily just be like, yo, Kyrie, me, if you got some shit to say about anything, I'm in the finals right now. But when I'm done, we could talk about it or whatever. Like, and, and even could, when he even when he goes on like the barber shop on HBO, he never says anything out of pocket. He's just
0: a classy dude, man. I mean, he's a classy dude. He's not going to say anything out of pocket. I would ask you this though: Could you see LeBron like 15 years from now having his last dance moment where he just starts to just let let yeah. all the bodies out the closet?
1: Yeah, let I let could me tell you.
0: Let me tell y'all about these motherfuckers, like Kyrie, sip, this sip guy. Him unbelievable
1: sipping, <laughs> sipping red wine <laughs> with with Dwayne Wade and just like unloading on folks yeah I could I could 100% see that maybe yeah. but it, it's also like not his he real might smile. not
0: he by that point in time he might be a you know worth 10 billion dollars and be so past his basketball life that yeah
1: he's so calculated like I, I wouldn't be surprised if behind closed doors he's like talking all types of shit to his, yeah, guys. With his guys yeah um but yeah man the, um, some of these guys are lucky LeBron's not petty because some of these dudes are out of pocket and Kyrie's out of pocket with that comment. He's the oh, yeah 100% hey, and, I, hey, and and let me and and let me be clear. Kyrie can make tougher jump shots and long distance jumpers than LeBron. Like that. That's not a. That's not in discussion. Like, but he's he's trying to say LeBron doesn't hit big shots and doesn't show up in big moments. Like, let's really read into what he was saying. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And I yeah. Again, man, I think the guy loves the sound of his own voice. Loves to say something controversial and act like he didn't. I mean, even again, that whole explanation was I didn't say it, but I was just talking openly and freely. Well, if yeah. you're talking openly and freely, you said it. Yeah. So it's cool, man. Like, just, just own it. I, I also hate backtrackers, man. Like, if you're going to be that guy, just fucking own it. Yeah, yeah, I said it, man. That's what I was saying. I was talking openly and freely, so what? Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I, again, yeah. That It shows you everything I need to see about what happened in Boston last year. I, I already see it. I would not want that dude around my young players. Great talent. Awesome. He got his ring, so I think he really doesn't give a fuck. That's that's the underrated part of this. Once you get the ring, well, after he got his ring, he just stopped giving a fuck completely. Trade me. I'll go to Boston, sabotage. I'll go to yeah. the Nets. Say we don't have a coach, even though we just hired one a week ago. Um, yeah, like yeah. What? About,
1: hey, really quick. Let's let's keep a couple more minutes on that, then we'll switch to Doc real quick. But what are your thoughts on that? He essentially said, "Let me let me pull up the quote." He essentially said, "Yeah, uh, we have a coach in Steve Nash, but it'll be a it'll be by committee, or like we'll have a huge I'm the impact. coach. KD's yeah. the coach." let me get the quote exactly he said Kyrie Kyrie Irving said and I quote on uh talking Steve Nash and the Nets coaching situation I don't really see us having a head coach KD could be a head coach I could be a head coach some days then KD comes back and says Jock Vaughn could be a head coach it's a collaborative effort your thoughts on that
0: yeah, I just if I'm if I'm involved in the Brooklyn Nets, I, I'm already seeing the writing on the wall with this one. Because the second well, they don't like what Steve, the second Kyrie, KD, I think can handle coaching. Um, the second Kyrie doesn't like what Steve Nash is trying to say, he's not going to listen to him. And Kyrie's going to be the type to be like, "You ain't got no rings," <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. So like, yeah. If I'm, I mean, and again, I mean,
1: listen, listen. It's Just yeah, him and KD coming out and saying that is proving. That they got together and were like, who's a guy that we can hire that will have absolutely no reign on what's going on? That's definitely not Greg Popovich. Yeah, So we could freeze that. Get him, like people talking about him to Brooklyn. Get him out of here. Greg
0: Popovich isn't dealing with that. Greg Popovich will walk out.
1: Bro, who's a guy that we could get in and essentially do whatever we want? I think that's Steve Nash. He has no, there's no experience there he's never been a coach period and he's kind con- of and KD's in his heads like and he's kind of my buddy because he was working with me in golden state then they're so
0: underestimating.
1: go ahead it's he uh he doesn't I think have they're underestimating steve nash
0: there. if that's the case i don't think steve nash ain't a pushover do we know do steve we know nash is, i mean do we i don't know, know if that? we know but i would feel like steve nash doesn't necessarily have a reason to come out and coach unless he actually really wants to do it and i don't think he's going to be there for the bullshit like I mean, Steve Nash
1: was a competitive
0: player. He was a fiery player. I mean, like this is a, a, a yeah. I think I don't think Steve. It's not like it's not like you oh, hired some timid ass guy. Yeah, I think so. You're Steve telling me got that, some balls.
1: So you're telling me Steve Nash is on the phone right after he read that and being like, "What the fuck are y'all talking about?"
0: I don't know if he's doing that, but I think when it comes well, time to start practicing and shit, I mean, Steve Nash is. I don't think they're going to be able to walk all over
1: him like that. They just told you they're about to walk all over. Him. They said, "I could be the coach." Well let's let's KD us be the coach. Then they name the assistant coach so and he could be the coach. Let's get back too. on the floor let's get back on that they're,
0: they're, Let's get back on the floor to begin with. Um let's get back on the floor to begin with for both these guys. Well, okay. We can we'll see what happens there. with that. Yeah, let's but, see what happens with that.
1: I think the writing's on the wall that they're gonna do whatever they want and they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna have a very, very, they're very, certainly very big They're gonna try to they're gonna have a very, very big impact on rotations and all that type of stuff. How long like, until they get, get into
0: it though? Who Kyrie and KD? Yeah. Cause Kyrie, K- Katie is a pretty. I think simple-hood. they're homies
1: though. They're homies. Yeah, that first. might be.
0: That's until you start. Okay, you've been home with people. You start living with them.
1: Yeah, but he's. It's like, one no, thing it's to be right. homies.
0: It's another thing to like start working and live. Like, dog, no, your relationships are what they are now. And you add extra elements into them with people. You've seen that go sideways. You had a friend who you lived with or started working with or whatever it might be, and it's like oh, I can't stand this motherfucker outside of the element in which I knew him.
1: Yeah, we'll see. It's interesting. Yeah. We could. I Do we, we could talk about this for all. An hour just by itself. Oh, uh, really? Uh, let's move over to Doc to Philly. We'll quick couple minutes here. Yeah. Uh, Doc Rivers, hired by the Philadelphia 76ers as the new head coach. Your initial thoughts, and I'll ask you a question after I I hear your initial thoughts, but um, Doc, Doc keeps getting spots, man.
0: You know me. I have been and, on and, the fire.
1: And, and, let me, and let me get, uh, before you go, Doc keeps getting spots without hesitation. and. Contending bigger teams, yeah. he got the whipper.
0: Well, the Celtics traded him, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. look, man, I know you're, I know, I know, I know you add on this kind of, but I've been saying since day I've been saying two things. Number one, I've been telling you for years, two years at least, that Brett Brown is a terrible NBA coach and he has no idea what he's doing with the Philadelphia 76. It was going to end. Fact happened. We're here. Uh, second. They need a professional coach. They need someone who knows what they're doing. They need someone with some some clout. You know what I mean? Someone who can go in there and tell Ben Simmons, if I run a play and the three-point shot is open, you take it. That is what you do, right? I, I can't believe that Ben Simmons was able to tell Brett Brown, I will not shoot threes. You can call a play. I can have a wide look at the basket. I can square up. I will not shoot a three, right? I think they need someone who's going to look at Joel Embiid and say, man, I have a 7-1, 270 270-pound center who's ultra-athletic and super-skilled. Maybe I should try to put him down by the basket a little bit instead of having him out wandering by the three-point line and roaming the perimeter. He needs someone who's going to go in there and, again, have that, that, that clout that can tell these guys what it is. It's a very talented roster that consistently underperforms. These guys should be getting better. Joel Embiid should be dominating the league. Ben Simmons should be dominating the league. These guys aren't. I think Doc is a professional. He's managed stars. He knows how to handle these egos. He knows how to put the guys in the right place to win. Is he going to win a championship with them? No. Is he a great X and O guy? Not necessarily, but that's not what they needed, man. They needed someone who didn't have the stench of the, the tanking thing still on him. I mean, Brett Brown has been there since they were winning 13 games. Might be a good X and O's guy, team might like him, might be a popular guy, but he's just not it. That team had way too much talent to get swept in the first round. And I don't think that's gonna happen with Doc. Talk about Doc's, you know, playoff record, the three and ones all you want to. But again, he's gonna bring a level of professionalism and just knowing what to do that they haven't had. And I think the guys are gonna have no choice but to listen to them. Before, and if you're the Sixers, give this a shot before you ultimately decide whether you're gonna trade one of these two guys. Because I'm not in the camp and trading these guys yet. You just have the the two talents. That
1: was my next question. I was going to say, do you see or would it be an option to trade the number one pick or trade Ben Simmons for the number one pick or something like that, try to go get LaMelo Ball or something like that? No, God, no, 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 no. no. You're, You're on, let's see, Simmons in a new situation, healthy I mean, I don't know, man. I've been saying how talented
0: those guys are, man. I mean, it's pretty
1: apparent, though, that (laughs) him and MV don't, they just don't, they're both trying to get to the basket.
0: Right. But how much of that was Brett Brown? I don't know. I want a coach that can come in there and look at that roster and figure out what to do with it. I mean, they have, we said it, if you look at their roster one through eight, who's more talented than the East? I mean, if you really look at it, you're talking about nah, but I'm just saying you got Simmons and
1: They have players.
0: Uh, what's the guy from New York? Looks like J. Cole. Uh paid him a bunch of money. Tobias uh, Harris, yeah, Josh Richardson, Al Horford, you know, Shake Milton was playing. I mean, you got five guys that are guys, right? Like not everybody has that many guys that are established players that you can try to figure out what to do with. I know how you feel about Horford, but
1: Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is not like that. He's a guy. He's not forty million. You take he's, his contract away, like it's that. like, yeah, he's fine. He's okay. Yeah, he's fine. Horford looks like he's back to the Horford I thought he was.
0: Played him out of position. I mean, yeah, I don't know what you do with him. Those yeah. bad signing. They signed it's him so they didn't have to play against him.
1: Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's exactly what it seemed like. <laughs> I mean, he used like, to kill them on Boston. Embiid. Embiid like didn't want to play him anymore. Was like, so please get, like, get oh, this guy out of
0: forever. Yeah, like, I want, never want to play this dude again.
1: <laughs> yeah, so. I don't know. It's interesting, man. Doc to Philly. Stay tuned. The NBA stays locked. Let's switch over to the NFL. Week four is interesting because it seems like every offense in the league can score. All the games are going over. I think 65% of the games are going over. The Broncos Jets put up, what, 60 last night? Yeah. Yeah. More it was like sixty five. Those are two just really the bottom of the barrel team. Bottom of the barrel teams. Uh we, we I posted that clip about Adam Gase. We've been telling y'all about Adam Gase. Big Nick the Quick had a great breakdown. I, I gave Adam you 15 Gaze.
0: minutes last week
1: on him. <laughs> I told yeah, you what like, was gonna happen. He's brutal. He terrible. Get him out of here. Um, but there's some interesting matchups. Cowboys at home against the Browns. The Browns are two and one now. After, they got that after, yeah, after after getting beat up in week 1, they come out 1-2 straight. The Saints Lions is an interesting matchup because it's in Detroit. The breeze chatter continues to get louder. <sighs> someone's got to go to 2 and 2, someone's got to go to 1 and 3. 1 and 3 versus 2 and 2 is like miles and miles apart. If yeah. you're 1 and 3, you could almost fold the season up. 2 and 2 you're like, "We're good."
0: Well, then, you go. Then, because one team goes three and two, and the other one goes one and four. Right,
1: it's, yep. all, it's, it's ugly. S-
0: season's over at one and four.
1: The Buccaneers are at home against the Chargers. Tom Brady and those guys don't look as good as everyone I think thought. Gronk has like five catches. If I told that. you. Um,
0: He's still flushing his system out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the T up, the, the the turn up system.
0: Yeah, bro. I mean, it's about South Beach popping E for a year. You think
1: <laughs> I wasn't thinking
0: about football? <laughs> Still seeing colors.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then the, the probably the most intriguing matchup <laughs> is the that third primetime slot we always talk about. Patriots at Chiefs. Mahomes and those guys just dismantled Baltimore on yep. Sunday. Um, I had Baltimore. I will never, ever, 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 ever bet against Pat Mahomes again. Just Absolutely. Off principle off principle, and because there's just so many other games. Like, why am I even looking at this game? There's so many other games to look at. I don't even know what I'm doing.
0: That's why I have my rules, man. There's enough games that I can leave alone. The people that I'm leaving alone, like betting on the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Like, I'm leave those dudes alone. So did y'all end
0: up placing these Falcons bets, by the way?
1: No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. Uh good call. I had to leave that alone, but <laughs> I was feeling like I knew – I feel like I missed some money like early in the third quarter. I'm like, man, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, right. y'all
0: were over here. We told you this was going to happen, and then look what happened.
1: What do you see happening real quick? We'll do a couple minutes here, and then we'll move over to the, the Bears, Colts. Patriots at Chiefs. That's an interesting spot.
0: Yeah. Um. Man. Um. Last time they played – It ended up being a shootout.
1: Such a different team, though, right? Which
0: nobody expected, Um, but I think that just speaks to Belichick's. thing with this, man, here's the thing with the Patriots. We know it. Belichick can play it any way you want. So it's not like they're not going to be prepared. It's not like they don't have the reigning defensive player of the year at corner, and it's not like they haven't been playing good football. Um, I think the problem with them is they're just not explosive enough that it's going to be the same thing that happens with Baltimore. If you get down early on them, it's over with. The best thing you can do against the Chiefs is like stop them on their first two drives, hope to score, and get them in a game like the Chargers did. right? you got to get them into a game. If you let them blow out 14 to nothing, even 10 to nothing, if they have a double-digit lead in the first quarter, forget about it because the foot just goes on the gas and it doesn't let up.
1: There's nothing and, worse. and you
0: can't keep up with their pace. You can't keep up with the ability of how fast they can score touchdowns. You can't keep up with the fact that Pat Mahomes is so accurate and is playing at such a high level. And like we've been saying now for two, I've been saying he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. We said that about Rodgers forever, but this dude, without a doubt, is the best quarterback we've ever seen. Um You can't do anything about that, so you need to get on them earlier. But I think the thing that Belichick does a great job of is just devising different game plans and throwing looks at you that you've never seen. They might come out in a coverage that they haven't played in in three years. Yeah. And they're not married to any type of scheme or system or anything like that, which will always confuse quarterbacks. But also Mahomes is playing not just at a physical level that's high right now, mentally, man. I mean, he's picking shit apart at the line of scrimmage. like, And he even talked about it. He's like, I'm in a mental groove right now that's just like, yeah, I just go out there. It's muscle memory.
1: The the problem with playing the Chiefs is the pressure starts from the beginning because you feel like you can't give them the ball. Yeah. It's like we don't want to give these guys the ball. You they, they put people in position in the second quarter, people going for it on fourth and three because it's like we, we can't give – we can't literally give cannot back. give these guys the ball back because yeah. they're going to score. And if it's not seven, it's three more times than not. The Chiefs, people are talking about their defense – their defense looks a lot better than it is because they're in really good situations where they know the other team has to throw it. And, they,
0: <laughs> and if they, and if if they don't get a stop, it is what it is. If they give up a touchdown. Pat's going to come back and give you another one.
1: Yeah. So it's it's uh it's really interesting. That should be a good good game. That's on CBS. You know that's that's Nance and Romo.
0: Nance and Romo all day. I'm excited about that, man.
1: So they'll uh, they'll be chopping it on that. It should be interesting. All right, let's give a quick look into the Bears. What an interesting situation! Nick Foles gets the start. LOL. <laughs> 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 go, well, we don't know. We'll announce it this week. Yeah, right. Uh, Nick Foles gets the start, and will continue to start in Chicago. First time starting, uh, uh, first time starting a game for the Bears because we know we've played against him in the playoffs, and we know how that ha- we know how that worked out. The Colts are interesting because I don't like Phillip Rivers. I don't think he's very good. I think uh, he's played a bunch of bum squads. He played Jacksonville, who you can move the ball on. He played Minnesota, who has one of the worst secondaries in the league, bar none. Without a doubt. And then who did they play last week? They, uh, one second, I'll tell you right now. It was they play the it, Jets and they played the Jets. Okay, that's what. I've who been. aren't even a
0: professional football team at this point? The
1: Jets are the, one of the worst teams I've ever seen. So, who, who knows kind of who they are, right? Like the Colts had two pick sixes last week. They have a really good offensive line, and that's what they're hanging their hat on. This is an interesting game. This is Chicago. It's going to be chilly, not chilly, but chillier. The pass rush showed me something last week that I was really happy about. We know Phillip Rivers will turn it over. What are your thoughts going into the game? How do you feel about it? That's my top
0: that's my top key. You know, you know what I used to say about Jay. Jay's gonna give you a couple. So is Philly Rivers, man. He is available to give you some picks and the Bears are an opportunistic defense. I think we have to capitalize on those opportunities. I don't um offensively, man, we can't try to leave it in our offensive hands to win the game. I think the defense should be playing with a lot more confidence, knowing that it, you know when they get a three and out or whatever happens, that they're giving the ball over to Nick Foles, not Mitch Trubisky. And again, we're not talking like Foles is some super god quarterback. We know that Nick Foles is pretty much trash, but he's not Mitch Trubisky-level trash, which is going to give your defense some confidence. So I think if the defense looks to create turnovers, create pressure, force Phillip Rivers into making a bad decision, um and capitalize on it like you can't drop any picks from philip rivers you need to you need to get those those need to go into bojack's house hands and he needs to take it to the house like if hey, we get a pick six on philly rivers this game is over
1: yeah paris campbell's out he was supposed to have a big a big second big big second year for the colts he had knee surgery a couple of days ago he's out they i don't rookie, even Mike, know who that is yeah he's uh he was a good wide receiver for them last year rookie and then this was supposed to be his you know little coming they still out got party. They still got ty yeah, of course. Michael Pittman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael Pittman Jr. was also their rookie. He's supposed to have an impact. He's out as well. So it's T. Y. Is you know, TY is TY. He's a Pro Bowler. Catch and it. how many times do you think TY has been to the Pro Bowl? I was just doing some homework this morning. Take a guess. Twice? He's been to the Pro Bowl four times, T. Y. Hilton. Wow,
0: and gets no love. He gets no love. No love is one of the best. He always has like 110 catches. He catches everything. I think it's that he doesn't get a ton of touchdowns, but yeah, he's uh shout out T. Y. Hilton. Man, I love him. Yeah, and the best the T. What? <laughs>
1: Whatever
0: he does, I love that. Yeah,
1: that's that's from T. O. Remember yeah, T. O. Started that? He, did he? What T. Used to he used to come here and then he used to come up top. Oh, okay. For like the T. O. Yeah, he stole that from T. Shout that's out T. T. i got it from. Everybody steals everything from T. O. Man, T. O. A legend, man. First shout battle out. Yeah, I love T. I should call T.O. first ballot because they did him like that so bogus.
0: I love me some me.
1: <laughs> I love me some me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they tried let to me, deny my man the Hall of Fame like he wasn't fucking second best receiver of his era.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, dude. They that's <laughs> that's how much the haters will let it, let that get to you. If, if, that, that's the that was a perfect example of just haters. What they'll do to just hate on you some more, like, oh, you want to be smart and give us a hard time? All the Super Bowl with a broken your leg. whole life, like, okay, second, L- literally
0: playing the Super Bowl with a su- broken leg and had like twelve catches.
1: Yeah, he's a, one of the best athletes to ever yeah. play ball. He was, dude, he's insane. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Is it time to kind of admit that we might be a little wrong about Jimmy Butler or Jimmy Graham? Excuse me, he's been getting looks, catching touchdowns.
0: Hey, I'm happy, man. You know, it it's it's really it good it to is, see right? production from the tight end position. Like I think last year the Bears had like some like forty three catches overall from tight ends. Uh, look, Jimmy Graham is doing his he's doing exactly what we signed to be. Yeah, he's a red zone target. He's catching everything. He's getting open. Um, obviously he's not the Jimmy Graham of you know six seven years ago when he was on the Saints putting up all world numbers. But man, look, he's reliable. I I hundred percent was not a fan of that signing, man, but. When you look at it, kind of just stepping back, the Bears needed tight end production. They needed someone they could rely on, and he's doing his thing. Where if he is stays Cole healthy, Komet? I'm happy. Where is Cole Komet? He's been playing Mitch Trubisky. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch overthrew him a couple he times. Ha- he
1: hasn't even been on the, floor, on the field like that, though. Yeah. This is supposed to be a – Second man, round pick. With all the options that we could have had at safety, help, and
0: – If he misses on another second round tight end, he needs to
1: – What do you mean second round tight end?
0: Uh, what's his face? as a second that's, rounder, Shaheen?
1: No, I'm saying Komet was our first round pick.
0: Was he a first? I thought Komet was a second rounder. I thought we didn't have Kmet, a first round pick.
1: Kmet, Kmet, oh, you're right. He was our yeah. first pick, and, and it he was, was in our the first second round. He was in
0: the second that's round. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: Okay. I, I, I tweaked a little bit. Yeah, he's 43rd so.
0: pick overall, but yeah, he's our number one pick. He's our number one pick. But that's what I'm saying. And Shaheen was a number two five years ago, and this is now two tight ends. But I'm not worried about Komet, man. I think he's just no. But I would like to see him. Jimmy Graham.
1: You no, know what I would like to see him. Sure. No, let's get him or out there. Get him out there. Let me see if this guy can play. Can we get him, try to get him the rock? Design something to get a screen. But if that's pulling get away, him the rock. If that's pulling away,
0: snap some Jimmy Graham and Jimmy Graham is doing his thing.
1: Listen, bro, Jimmy Graham's not doing shit till we get down to the five. What about the other 95 yards in the middle? Well, we got to get those where, 95 yards. That's not where Jimmy Graham eats. Jimmy Graham eats in the, in the end zone. So let me see Cole Komet. Yeah, yeah I'm see, all for it, man. I, I want
0: to see him too. I'm on the like, field. We never like got to see, see Adam Shaheen, so yeah, let's see Cole Komet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> really quick, one more Bears thing. Um, Devin Hester was on oh my God. Bleacher Report. I can't already, remember. The, I already tweeted un- about this. I think it's Untold Stories or with, something uh, like that. With, with it's a fussy uh, or whatever. Yeah, is. Ma- Master Test. He went. Test. To a- I went to ASU with Master. He's cool dude. Is it Sun Devil. Yeah, Sun Devil. Cool guy. What are your thoughts on what Devin said about Jay Cutler? Essentially, J- Hester said he was. He's one of the most. T- he's by far the most talented quarterback he's ever played with. But yeah. his his leader, but one of, but the worst leader.
0: Yeah, tweeted about this. So number one, man, like. That's great for everybody in the other NFL cities that didn't watch Devin Hester play wide or attempt to play wide receiver for like two years that they tried to do it. The reason that Devin Hester was not a successful wide receiver has nothing to do with Jay Cutler. I feel like, look, man, Jay had his faults and everything like that. And obviously wasn't the most cordial guy in the world and whatever it might be, but man, it, it is all these former teammates just love to pile on Jay Cutler. It's like whenever they get asked the question, it's like, "Man, let me shit on Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall. Let me shit on Jay Cutler. Why didn't you have success with the Bears? It's Jay Cutler's fault? Devin Hester? Well, Jay Cutler, you know, he wasn't a good leader, and he he picked who he wanted to throw to and all that. It's like, no, you were a terrible route runner. You could not run a route. You were five nine, and
1: your your hands were terrible. Right. Your hands, your
0: hands were terrible. You 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 were a college cornerback. You hadn't played receiver since high school." You had zero route running ability. You can't just go out there and be fast. People think, oh, he runs a 4-3. Just send him in a straight line. It doesn't work like that. These are professional corners that you're going against in the NBA or the NFL. So I think, again, if you watch the Devin Hester experiment, it was a failure, and it wasn't Jay Cutler's fault. I think from the very beginning, there was an interview that Cutler did where he said that Devin Hester isn't a guy who goes up and gets the ball. Hester caught feelings about that. This is like Jay's second week on the Bears right? Like after like the second practice and Hester never rocked with them after that. You can go back, you can find the quote and it was just a simple quote like, yo, Devin Hester's not a guy who goes out and gets it. Like not a Brandon Marshall. You can't throw it up there and he doesn't go up and jump and get it. Nothing wrong with that. It's just what he said. Ever since that, Jay, uh, Hester never fucked with him and now he's coming out there saying that and these guys just love to pile on and if you look at Jay, he has never come out and said anything about anybody. He's literally enjoying his life on his big ass property in Tennessee hunting every day. Just kicking yeah, it.
1: Yeah. Took his hundred thirty million and went home. Yeah, disappear,
0: disappear. Why are y'all still talking about me? I don't give a fuck. Well,
1: so I think a- that
0: Hester that that was funny to me, man, because it's just like, bro, you you had a great career doing what you were doing, but it's okay to admit that you were just a great returner. Look, oh man, we lost Sean again. Fuck. Um, <laughs> all right, he's back. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with being a Hall of Fame returner. There's nothing wrong with being regarded as one of the best returners of all time. There's nothing wrong with that being what you're known for. You don't have to be something else. They tried you at receiver. It wasn't for you. But I'm never going to sit out here and be like, man, if you had put Devin Hester with the right quarterback, man, he could have been lethal at receiver. It's like, no,
1: no. If you remember, if you, I think you said it right from the start. If you're a Bears fan and you're from Chicago and you watched every single game intently like we did, Devin Hester had no business being on the field to play wide receiver. First off, first off, he never knew what the fuck he was doing. He never knew where to line up. He was always running around. We would break the huddle. I couldn't tell you how many times I saw us break the huddle and him ask someone where to go and where to line up and what to do.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He'd be like, "Am I going the right way? Like, oh, do I go this way? Do I go this way?" He never knew what he was doing. So, like, let's be clear about this. And I'm a Devin Hester fan. He's the best returner of all time. There's no question about that. He was a dog shit wide receiver. Awful. He didn't know the playbook. He had no hands. His routes weren't crispy. Did he? I think people just can't fathom that, and I had a hard time fathoming that. Honestly, when I was, well, I'm like, this guy should be a stud. And that was when Wes Welker was running around and he was, Wes Welker was having like 180 catch seasons. Yeah,
0: but Wes Welker can get open and he's an excellent route runner.
1: No, but it was like, we're watching Wes Welker just eat. And Devin Hester does, is physically 10X more talented than Wes Welker and he can't do anything. So he could freeze all that that talk about, they, people do slander Jay, and I get it. That's fine. He's not the best leader, but he was Devin Hester was not suited to play wide receiver. And if you were in Chicago watching those games, you remember and you know that.
0: Well, and let's not also like let's also not act like Jay didn't take all those for that team. entire tenure in Chicago. Oh, I'm sorry, the defense gave up a touchdown. It was blamed on their fucking color, and he never said shit. Never threw anybody under the bus. None of that. So like. Again, man, here these guys just pile on him for no reason, man. Like, yo, you didn't like the guy. He's not he's not a fun guy. He doesn't want to go have a beer with you. No fun Whatever. guy. Whatever. Yeah, I'm not a fun guy. He's just, just how he is. Whatever, yeah. man. He, yeah, it's just like, come on, man. And, and Devin, I, you were there with other quarterbacks. You knew what it looked like. You were there with Rex Grossman. You saw that. You had a front row seat.
1: Yeah, and I think when Jay would uh Jay's not a media if he had some shit to say, he would say it to your group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just and, not say. I think. I think I was
0: thinking. I think he wouldn't say it. I think yeah. Jay was the quiet guy. Like Didn't say shit in the locker. room. Came in and did his no, business.
1: But I, and I think, but like that real shit with Mike March, where he looked up in the press conference. He's like, "Yo, so, tell Mike, fuck you, well, fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> like that's Jay Cutler. That, <laughs> if you want to know who Jay Cutler is, that's run that clip. He said, "Tell Martz to like, go fuck he himself." Said, yeah, <laughs> tell Mike, nah. <laughs> so. And he knew the mic was hot too. Yeah, (laughs) he didn't give a fuck, man. Like, nah, get out of (laughs) here. Yeah, Uh, let's close it here. You see the, you see the, you see the hats. Cubs got a big one today, but I want to talk about the White Sox because I don't really want to go down the road of why the Cubs can't hit. And oh my God, are we gonna in this Cubs season now? Are we gonna beat the Marlins at home? But you, Darvish, we got to win two straight. We won't talk about how I'm pissed off about a best of a best of three anyway. I think that's stupid. Um they just they just made that shit up on the fly. Um the White Sox, though. Yeah. If I am a Chicago White Sox fan, like you are. So I'm gonna let me give my, my spiel, then I'll let you go, and then we'll hop off. I know you gotta run. If I'm a White Sox fan, I am elated. This worked out perfectly. And let me tell you why. It is now proven that the young boys you got can really play. They like to play together. You have a squad full of mashers in a league that praises mashers, and that's all that anybody wants is mashers. You have a roster full of young ones that are not going to be eligible for a deal for a while. You guys... On a short year, proved that you can hang with the big dogs. You didn't win too much, so that I'm going to tell you this if you guys started winning multiple series, Renneria was going to stay. He'd have to stay. You won just enough, made it to the playoffs, won a game in the playoffs, and Renneria smoked it off so poorly. <laughs> that, that was so bad. That it was like it was like some major league shit. Like it was out of a movie. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like I've watched a bunch of White Sox games, but I watched that one through and through yesterday, and I was like, What's happening? What is happening here? Yeah. So you guys didn't win enough to to try to justify keeping the, the manager. No one's up for a massive payday. You've already paid the guys you need to pay right now. Go pick up some more pitching in the offseason, and you guys are gonna be s- Duds with a new coach forget it go get Ozzie Guillen out the out the booth
0: man bring him home bro this that's what, <laughs> that's if, what you need if,
1: if there's ever been a perfect guy for that team a team full of Spanish dudes that's already, what I'm saying he's gonna
0: connect with those dudes. oh too. my
1: god go get that guy ASAP man I think yeah. that would be an amazing he would deal with the personalities so well and he can coach and he can coach.
0: Let's not forget, like, Ozzy, like, you know, you, you see the media stuff. You see the colorful comments. Let's not forget, Ozzy coached his ass off that year and 100% handled the pitching staff right. Um, Yeah, so two, two sides of it, man. Number one, everything you said is 100% true. Sox, if you're a Sox fan like myself, you're in a great position. You got tons of young talent. You have young talent that is still in the pipeline that hasn't even come up yet. So you got guys. I mean, a lot of those pitchers that you saw yesterday were rookies who are guys that are only going to get better, right? You look at our lineup outside of what Abreu, a couple other guys, they're mostly young hitters that are still finding themselves. Luis Roberts is going to find himself, right? He had a great first half of the year, struggled in the second half. It was a weird year. He was a rookie. It happens, you know, teams adjust to you, but he's going to adjust to them and the talent is there. It's all there, man. I'm not it's not like it's like, man, we blew our one chance, man, like ah. On the flip side, you know how this shit goes, man. You know how this shit goes. When you're there, you got to strike when the iron is hot. Yeah. And when you look at it, it's not like we came out there yesterday and got beat. That's what hurts. If we had come out yesterday and just gotten beat, it's like, hey, great year. We got beat by a better team. Nothing we can do about it. We literally went out there yesterday and our manager completely fumbled the bag. At every Turn at every chance that he had the opportunity to make a decision that wasn't bad, he made the bad one. <laughs> Whether it's throwing Rodon back out there, we already saw that Carlos Rodon is not a reliever. Throws him out there. What does he do? He walks a bunch of people. Uh, he throws in the rookie. I forget the guy's name, the rookie that he brought in that he intentionally loaded the bases for. Brings in the rookie, and the rookie walks two people. So you walk in if you're up 3 2, and you literally walk in two runs to go down 4 3. Right. Um, now, it's not his fault that uh, – why am I blanking on everybody's name? The lefty got hurt. Um, You know, he wasn't planning on that happening. Obviously, he was expecting him to be in there longer. It's yeah, tough,
1: tough when you lose your starter in a second. That was a, t- a quick hook on Dunning, too. He
0: pitched 15 pitches, and you're like, yeah, I've seen enough. Knowing that you were going to need your bullpen in this game, right? Knowing that guys were going to have to go a little bit longer. I just think he was overthinking himself the entire game. And it ended up costing us. So, yeah, on one hand, it's like, yeah, man, I can't wait till next year. Like, this team's going to be good and everything like that. On the other hand, it's like, man, this team was good now. Like, wow. this team was one of the best teams in the AL for the second half of the year. So, after we got off to that poor start, it's like, yeah, we started winning. This team was showing what they can do. This. Fell apart at the end. But, man, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, man, I can't wait till next year. kind I, I hit Etter with that, like, a few weeks ago. I was like, hey, whatever happens, it's all good. He's like, no, nah, man, you can't think that way. Like.
1: Nah, I think you can, bro. This is. You guys were never going to win the World Series. You guys made a, a ton of noise this year. You actually found out it was perfect. But you, you
0: can't get, assume the guys are going to keep. Look at the Cubs. You can't assume the guys just keep getting better.
1: Bro, they won a World Series.
0: Yeah, and then they've been trashed since. Yeah, but
1: they won a World Series. True. But yeah, this I'll is, take I, it. I'm telling you, the Cubs right now are in a horrendous spot. But you don't care. No, I, I mean, it's 2020 now. We won in 2016, right? So I mean, still, you don't want to be in a spot like us where we like we all these guys are up. Like we're, we're getting ready to have a whole new team.
0: Well, Brian and <laughs> Baez are both up, right? Like,
1: yeah, exactly. So, Would like you so pay I'm, Brian or Bias? Ah, man, I'm so. It's hard
0: I'm for so. You not to say pay El Mago. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, yeah, it's hard for me not to say to to pay Elmago. I think he's been terrible. It's uh, yeah, but it's it's also tough with the the short season, like. I don't know. It's very interesting. Like, can all of a sudden Yelich can't play ball? Like, of course he can, right? He had yeah. a bad year. So I don't know. It's tough. But I will say this, man. The White Sox are in a great spot. All you're gonna do is have the boys gel. You're gonna get a new you're gonna get a new coach that knows what the fuck he's doing. Please that's gonna make them gel. You're gonna get more pitching. And yes. then and then don't let fucking Dylan Cease come 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 around and be a stud.
0: If he stops walking, people we've got some issues. And
1: then, who's the white boy? I forget his name. Dan Dunning. No, the guy that had just had Tommy John. Michael Kopek? Yeah. What if he's Kopec- never gonna?
0: He's, I don't think he's ever gonna play.
1: No, you, th- no. you think that's shit's all gas?
0: I think he's. Uh, it's. There's some. There's some. There's some head stuff going on in there with him. I think he's physically able to play this year. He mentally uh, is not. Well, listen.
1: It's. If you if, if he doesn't come back, you guys still have a ton of studs. And if he does come man. back, that's another stud. And we
0: got we got money to spend, too. I mean, yeah, we man. have money to spend so, on a pitcher. So, yeah, the Trevor Bauer, I know he's yeah. up. Yeah, go out and get some pitching.
1: So don't let you guys get another starting pitcher. Dylan Seask, get better. Giolito. Giolito's a stud. Giolito's a stud. I mean, it, it, it's... Man, I would be stoked if I was the White Sox fan right now and you get to get rid of your manager without any recourse. There was going to be some get to the World Series or something like that. Yeah. And and then you fire the manager. I'm like, wait, hold on, bro like but he needs to go
0: he's had to go and he's had to go for a while yeah and now the door is open because you want to bring in a professional manager that's going to take this team to the next level um yeah like i told you man on one hand i'm excited about the future but it's still yesterday stings because it was a winnable game anytime you lose a game a playoff game that you know you could have won if it wasn't for awful decision making and again he doubled and tripled down and quadrupled down on bad decisions at every single turn so yeah i don't know
1: yeah White Sox fans, be happy, man. They, the the future is very bright. You don't want to be in a spot like Cubs fans, like we are, where we're trying to pick between who we're going to pay, who we're going to pay superstars that aren't producing.
0: At least you got Grandpa Rossi at the helm, though.
1: <laughs> we do got Ross at the helm. That's it for no catch up, man. Sports talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little, Big Nick the Quick. always with me. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. NBA Finals game two tonight. Playoff baseball today. NFL week four and a couple. I haven't watched a single second of college football, but maybe I'll do that too. No catch-up, Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in with us.